<laughs> What's up? It's the Mike Watson Invasion. I came in here. I'm raiding the podcast. I'm taking over more on new podcast, y'all. I know you don't see me on chat and draw or whatnot, but I'm here tonight and I'm I'm holding it down for him. I'm gonna run in the back room. I'm about to bring out James, and he's gonna be leading an awesome panel tonight with some awesome people. I hope you guys enjoyed. Be active in the chat, ask a lot of questions, participate, and have a good time. And I'm bringing up James now. Hey, James, how you doing? Doing well, sir. How are you? I am doing excellent, man. The show floor is all yours. All right, let's go ahead and bring in the rest of our panelists. Um, again, I am James, um, nerd, sports enthusiast. The rest of our panel here, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with our new addition, Kiana. Hi, everybody. Kiana Claiborne here. I also go by Q, thrower of all things shade-wise. <laughs> Saints fan, I already know Furious. You know what, Joy? We should just step out and let these two just have fisticuffs for the rest of the night. Absolutely not. (laughs) It's all all love. We're going to be fighting on the corner of 28 and 3rd. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. So excited to join you all. I'll, I'll give him a moment to calm down from that that comment. And I'm secretly kind of excited (laughs) that his anger has transferred from the nonsense I said the last time we got together. Oh, I I haven't forgotten about you, Joy. Oh. I'm Joy, um, (laughs) reformed engineer, current um, diversity inclusion consultant, um, full-time comic, not comic, MCU universe nerd, I'm going to put it that way, and sports fair-weather friend. I don't root for anybody. Unless they quarterback is is smart or they running back is cute. I'm a Marshawn Lynch fan, and that's I don't know how I, that made me get on here, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> furious. Uh I'm furious. Engineer, uh still sorta kinda an engineer, uh sports nerd and just general all around nerd. And yes, Falcons fan and the corner of twenty eight and three. If you think that still hurts my feelings, you're gonna need to do much, much better than that. I mean, well, this is March, which is the third month, and, and that date is coming. Fans will be trolling you in a couple of weeks. Again, if that's all they got, they're in on for a world of hurt. <laughs> well, as you can see by my shirt, I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, I do want to start by thanking everybody who reached out to me the days after the Super Bowl. Um, bittersweet. I'm still a little bit teary eyed, but I believe in Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I do too. Oh, I'm not gonna say always have. I was I, I questioned the pick when we made it the year we tra- mm-hmm. we drafted him in the second round. It was a little bit questionable, but after Carson Wentz decided he wanted to show his whole ass. So wait, am I the only person who was in favor of that pick? It was a second round pick for a quarterback who the previous year had two years prior had established himself as an MVP candidate and was still playing at somewhat that level. So drafting a quarterback to back up the guy you just drafted two years prior in the second round is an eyebrow raiser. Yeah. So so the so answer to my question is yes. What's that? What'd you say, Kiana? No, no, no. I was trying to hear what Joy said. I said it says you have no faith in your first choice. Absolutely not. Well, yeah, there's that. And I wish I had known now, then, but 
mm-hmm. you know, here we are, and Carson Wentz doesn't even have a team because Washington cut him. <laughs> but I'm still laughing at them trading for him last year. But um, let's get started. I did um, – I don't know if any of you all has saw – the video link that I had sent or the article link about Deion Sanders because buried in the hoopla and the spectacle of the Super Bowl because it was a wonderful game. I just hate being on the wrong end of it. And all the pageantry and celebration of two black quarterbacks starting against each other, Deion Sanders did an interview on the Rich Eisen show about his recruiting process, amongst other things. There was a lot of topics because Deion used to work for the NFL Network with Rich Eisen. So basically two old friends chopping it up and everything. And there are video clips going around on Twitter and somehow this just got buried under the rug. But Dion pretty much in a nutshell came out and said that his recruiting practices of how he goes after players is that for quarterbacks, he wants dual parent household, smart kids on and off the field who stay out of trouble. Strong father figure. Even better if that dad is a coach. Offensive lineman, two parent households. Father's the leader of the household, strong-willed individual, but defensive players, defensive linemen, single mom households. You know, they, they're the ones that got the free lunch. I want them to be hungry, going out there doing it for mama. And I'm like, my my eye is actually twitching. Yeah. Like it's, it's twitching. And, and it'd be one thing if he was saying this in jest, but he was pretty dead much serious. coming across dead serious. And even if he, he was, was saying it in serious. jest, mm-hmm. it's it, you see Rich Eisen and his cohorts up there, two other uh, white guys and a black guy who pretty much are on air on his show regularly because they're his producer peanut gallery, if you if you will. And they're laughing it up, too. I'm like, there's nothing funny about this. Dion Sanders is problematic. Rich Eisen laughing is problematic because he doesn't understand the the seriousness the of these comments. Right. And you're giving carte blanche to other white people to look at this and be like, oh, this is funny. No, it's not funny because you think Rich Eisen's up there laughing. This is cool and everything to laugh at because Dion is doing it. So if I see this in in front of me and someone else is doing it, then it's okay to laugh at. No, because by Dion's own recruitment standards, his son, who's the quarterback of Colorado, should be playing on defense. Let's start there. <laughs> But I want to talk to the rest of you all. Did any you uh, read the article or see the interview? I saw clips of the interview. I read like a synopsis and a, a bunch of thing pieces about it and everything. Um, and I, I have been trying to understand the thought process, the 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 method behind the madness, etc. Uh, that Dion is doing. Not saying I agree with half of the things he's done. I've been trying to understand. And unfortunately, I think I do. And that's a problem because what I think I understand about him is that he still suffers from that idea of like respectability politics and uh, shucking and jiving for the people that pay you. Uh, even if you take race out of it and you can't because in modern football, but even if you take race out of it, the things that he was saying were sexist, classist and um, and offensive to an entire swath of America, you know, when it comes to people who have raised their, raised their children right. There's a whole lot of successful football players in multiple uh, positions that were raised by a single mom. There are a whole bunch of two-parent households raising serial killers and school shooters out here too. So everything that he was saying to me, I was like, I'm, I am done trying to understand and or defend you. You don't yawn, bro. I, I can't rock with you. No more. 
because it was uncalled for. And nobody asked him to say all of that. He could have said, I'm looking for the, the, the mentalist for a quarterback. I'm looking for a strategist, et cetera. He could have said, I'm looking for someone with loyalty for this other line. I'm looking for someone who's ruthless and hungry. A whole lot of other adjectives, verbs, et cetera, that he could have said that do not uh, play into class and potentially race, et cetera. He, he chose the lowest, he punched down. He chose the lowest denominator. Yeah. And I, I do not, I do not rock with that. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, you know, I know for years it's always been, oh, this is just who he is and this is just how he gets down and this is just the way. Yeah, he, he's this way because he's been allowed to be this way and, and to, for the most part, get away with it and never really be called out on it. And, and if he is called out on it, it's it's not by us all of the time. You know, it's by the colonizers. So, you know, again. No responsibility, no really, no no accountability at all. Um, like Joy, I was really trying. I don't, I don't know why I keep giving this dude a chance. Is there some type of syndrome, you know, outside? I think of it is. What it is? Have... You, you just want to hope for the best for people, but now we I were just, rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. <laughs> all rooting for you. Trash. You were um, the chosen one. You were supposed <laughs> to bring balance to college football, not ruin it. <laughs> I just I can't anymore. He just has a pattern of behavior. It always seems to work for him. And so I, I don't I have no expectations of, of him um, any longer. You know, I was a little hurt when he started talking about, you know, the free lunch thing, you know, like seriously, what does that have to do with your ability to be a well-balanced player? I was on reduced lunch. How about reduce? Is that OK? You know, we fell in the middle. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the one thing that people don't want to hear, unfortunately, is there's a lot of truth in what he said. He chose the worst possible language for what he said, but there was a lot of truth in it. Um, if you remember a few years back, I think it was on Hard Knocks when Chris Carter made a statement about having a fall guy. That wasn't Hard Knocks. That was the NFL Rookie Symposium. That was almost a little over a decade ago, and I got okay. him fired from ESPN. Gotcha. I know, I know the speech you're talking about. But the thing about that, though, is as foul as that was, that is a very true statement. And there are just certain things that no matter how much truth there are in them, you either don't say it or you find a better way to say it. Because with what Dion said, I get where he was going. But again, he chose the worst possible language to convey what he's looking for. And the wrong platform. As Joy said, <laughs> as Joy said, if for my quarterback, I want somebody who's a strategist, somebody who's intelligent. For my defense, I want somebody who's hungry, somebody who's got that drive. There were just much better ways he could have said what he said and conveyed the same thought. So truthfully, I fault him for how he said it, but I don't fault him for what he said. Taken in that context, then, yeah, you can say you do want different personality traits in different positions. My thing is, bro, you're older than me. You've had plenty of time on this earth to expand your vocabulary and for someone who was so up on brand and image, et cetera, you made a conscious choice to rock with those analogies when there are so many other ways you could have said it. 
-hmm. you know, and so you wanted to coon a little bit. And that's why I'm like, you, you did this and, and you, you did it on, on all the purposes. So yeah. miss me with that. I mean, I, I feel the same way as if um, I remember my mother, when she was in the Houston Independent School District, one of her principals, who was a black man, and then we're talking a black man principal of a, of a big Houston school in the 80s, right? They were asking, they were going around asking people, you know, how many people are here speak multiple languages? A few folks said, I speak, you know, it's Texas, English and Spanish, English and Spanish, Spanish and French, whatever, whatever. He said, I speak English and N-word. My mom probably didn't say N word, did he? Yes, he did. <laughs> and laughed. Even the white people in the room in the 80s were like, uh, what do we do? You know, <laughs> and she was beyond embarrassed. Um, everyone else with him. And he there was a mass exodus of teachers and counselors from that school because, bro, you the fact that you don't even either understand or care mm -hmm. about how degrading what you just said was mm -hmm. means that. I don't know that you can understand or care about these kids, about anything else. So yeah, that's that's how I feel. And so how are you judging people, Dion? Are you looking for strategy or are you basing it on, that's the similar to say, I'm looking for someone, you know, six foot one with a six pack because I think he'll be a good father. That one ain't got nothing to do with the other, you know? True. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done trying to mess with him. Furious, I have a question. Just was there anything in particular that he did say? And I get it. Delivery can, you know, it's, it's very important. But is there anything in particular that he said that really stood out to you that you just feel like was really true and needed to be said? Needed to be said. So uh, I, I, I go back to how he said it didn't need to be said that way. Again, to me, the descriptions of what he wants, the way Joy delivers it, mm -hmm. would have been much more acceptable because it would have put him in a better light, too. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's the other thing, because the because of the language that he chose. I'm not going to say everybody, because there are some people who won't even think twice about what he said. But people who stop and think about things are now looking at Deanna like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Exactly. I don't know if I can rock with you anymore. And he's damaged his own brand. So mm -hmm. to, to answer your question, I, again, I I disagree with how he said it. But what he wants out of his players, mm -hmm. I can agree with that 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 feeling it's just mm -hmm. his poor choice of language was was is what ruined it yeah because again that. you want your quarterback to be intelligent you want your quarterback to be a strategist mm -hmm. you want your defense to be hungry you want <clears throat> him to have that drive i agree just, but his implication but, was uh, people from two parent homes are more dynamic, what does that have to do with anything Right. What, what is having a two parent household as opposed to one parent household or better yet? What if both parents are deceased and they're being raised by grandma or grandpa? Right. So you're saying Barack oh, yeah, no. Obama, Barack Obama couldn't have been your quarterback because he was raised by a single mother. There you go. Yeah. No, no, no. no. The statistics prove every the statistics prove day in and day out that two parent single parent household. It doesn't have nearly as much to do with it as people would like to attribute to it. Hmm. 
And it perpetuates the lie that there are so many um, absent fathers, especially in the right. black community. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because there are quite a few NFL players walking around who come from single father homes, not single mother. That part. Right. That part. So what you saying about them? Like what? Right. They can't raise their sons? <laughs> he wouldn't know. I mean, the way he said it plays directly into a narrative that a certain group of people would like to continue to perpetuate. Absolutely. And it falls in line with that. I'm from the hood story and made it out and I want to play ball. You know, there are young people, they get tired of that. They're like, look, I just want to play. Do I have to have a sob story every time I get on TV right. to, to relay that to other people? Like Damn. I've done other things with my life other than come from the hood. <laughs> Right. Hang on, there's a comment in the comment section from Ben Holcomb that said, I've seen Obama who know he could not be my quarterback. Oh, Lord. Boy, you know what I mean. Don't, don't be messing with my, with my point. You know what I meant. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I see we have Ken Daisy who snuck in here. Hey. She, uh, you're on mute, Ken Daisy. Hey, <laughs> camera's off. I think she's, she's still sneaking in. Okay. Hey, guys, I'm sorry. Like, my computer's doing something funky. So my camera isn't on, and I don't know how to troubleshoot it, and I wish I had Mac here so that he could just fix it. All right. <laughs> you go ahead and keep working on that. Um, the other story that's happened recently since the playing of football games is done and we're going into the part where we're getting ready for the next season of games to be played. Cause I don't consider it to be an off season. I think it's football season 24 seven. Um, the Eric B saga, we've had another coaching cycle go by. This is now the fourth year since his name has been mentioned amongst candidates for head coach in which he did not get hired. Um, instead his contract ran out leading up to the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs as their offensive coordinator. And he took a similar offensive coordinator position with, of all teams, and I can't believe I'm about to say these words, the Washington Commanders. I, a, 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 the, the, the dumpster fire of the NFL right now. Um, I would have rather he taken the office coordinator job at Tampa Bay if it was available or even – I don't know, the Chicago Bears, in any place else but Washington, because that 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 organization is just hell on wheels right now. Um, but I will say this, that in, the goalpost for him specifically has been pushed around so much over these last couple of years that it's ridiculous because the first time it was he was supposed to get hired pretty much a year after because each of his predecessors Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy were each hired after one year of being offense coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs to get head coaching jobs at Philadelphia and Chicago, respectively. And Doug Peterson is now on his second coaching job with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Matt Nagy is now the offensive coordinator in Kansas City again since the enemy's departure. So when he didn't get hired the first time, excuses started coming out. Well, he's not he doesn't interview well. What the hell does that mean? But other minority coaches, coordinators are getting hired every cycle, um, not necessarily black, but minority mm -hmm. candidates um, are getting hired. So that's the NFL's cleanup, if you will. Well, we, we did hire minority candidates this cycle and he's still getting passed over. And then leading up to this year, it was, well, he's coaching on the Andy Reid and he has Patrick Mahomes. So that's a knock against them. Maybe if he coordinates an offense that doesn't have one of the best offensive minds in football and one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He, he can do better for himself as like, why do I keep changing stuff up? Because he did the same thing his predecessors did. 
and they got head coaching jobs. Why did it take so long? Why is it taking so long for him specifically to get a head coaching job? Like it, it doesn't make sense. Things are always shifting around him. Like other coordinators have gotten head coaching jobs for mm-hmm. coaching some of the best quarterbacks of all times. The who is it? Um, McDaniel's with the Raiders is on his second coaching job, and he coached Tom Brady twice. Um, Adam Gase was offensive coordinator. Uh, with Denver when Peyton Manning was there and got two coaching jobs with Miami and the Jets. So I'm trying to understand what does coaching a potential Hall of Fame talent and working under a guru of an offensive mind and Andy Reid, how is that a deterrent when we've seen in the past his white counterparts do the same thing with established talent, get head coaching jobs? There was a key word in there. I know the key word I said in there. And it's, it's a very American thing. It, mm-hmm. I see that all across corporate America. Um, I, hypothetically, would have to prove myself over and over again in order to get a shot to train the other person that they bring in that doesn't look like me, that, that is going to come in at a higher level. You know, um, none of it, none of it makes sense. Well, it makes sense. It's not fair. You know, that's what it is. I, I need a drink. All right. <laughs> I, I started early. So I'll I'll throw this out because it has me wondering. For him to take a lateral move from the Chiefs to the Commanders. Question number one, were there no other offensive coordinator positions open? No, because they were all filled by lateral moves from other offensive coordinators oh, or okay. fired head coaches. So, like, the chair. Jets fired their yeah. offensive coordinator mm-hmm. and they hired Hackett, who was the former head coach mm-hmm. of the Denver Broncos, because um, that's a point to get Aaron Rodgers. It failed in Denver. It's probably going to fail right. with the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing the Texans do the same thing? Fired. Uh, the Houston Texans, uh, um, D'Amico Ryans has already filled out his staff. Staff, Okay. So yeah, he's already he yeah. filled out his staff like within the first three days of being announced. So he has his the, offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator wow. already. The other thing I'm thinking is, what the hell's going on in Kansas City that he would take the same position with the Commanders? Yeah. Like, how Whoa. bad is his situation really with Kansas City that he's like, I'm gonna go from sitting in the castle to the dumpster fire over there on the other side of the country. Proving that he can do it with lesser talent is pretty much I, the last thing he can do. Okay. Well, that's probably a challenge that was put before him. It's like you said, uh, James, moving the goalposts. Well, yeah. you proved me you can do it with a decent team. Can you do it with a terrible team? Terrible if you can do it with a terrible team, then we'll give you a terrible team to do it again. You know, And maybe, maybe then we'll deem you ready. Because here's the other twist in this. The first the first year his name was mentioned for head coach, teams weren't interviewing him. They were interviewing the quarterback's coach, Mike Kafka, who works under him. And when that news came out, people were like, wait, why is Mike Kafka the quarterback coach who serves under Eric Miami, the offensive coordinator, up for a head coaching job? That doesn't make any sense. And when that news came out, teams pretty much had to quickly back off because now the optics of this doesn't look right, regardless of, you know, in their minds, regardless of race, 
how do we jump a dude with the guy working under him to be the new head coach? Because that's never happened before. Mm-hmm. No one goes from position coach to head coach. You go from one of three coordinators, offense, defense, or special teams coordinator to head coach. And to get to those coordinator positions, you have to be a position coach under them. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it, the progression. It, it, just has, it, it just has me wondering if he'll ever be a head coach because – And that's my concern too. I don't think so. I was watching – I don't know how many of you ever have heard of a show called um, Game Theory with Bomani Jones on HBO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I watch but it every week. He brought up a question that I'd never really thought about. The question he brought up was, what is it about Andy Reid? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not Andy Reid. What is it about the enemy that nobody wants to touch mm-hmm. him? Right. Mm-hmm. So there, and, and I hadn't thought about it that way because it's it, it, to me, he is the perfect candidate to be your head coach. And again, when well, Bamani said it, it just it just has me wondering what maybe something's going on with being me that nobody wants as their head coach. Well, have have there ever been any reports or rumors or stories or anything about him no, being problematic? He's, he's basically okay. So. Coordinators, nope. coaches, and players clash all the time. Yes, there was Correct. a game this season where it was um, – you could see him and uh, Patrick Mahomes yelling at each other going into the locker room mm-hmm. at halftime because of the last drive a certain play was called. Mahomes didn't like the play that was cu- coming in, you know, because that was the other thing they tried to use against him. He doesn't call plays. Andy Reid calls plays. Uh, well, again, his two predecessors, Nagy and Peterson, didn't call plays and got jobs. So – and then he did call plays. But now he's calling plays, and him and Mahomes are beefing in just one game. And, again, only happened one time that we know of. Um, I, so to the, to the chat, yes, Ben, thank you. I am unfortunately correct. And Brown Gold Radiance Podcast, this is giving corporate America. That's mm-hmm. where I live is what I do. And I'm telling you, I see this over and over oh, again. Really? In corporate America, when they put you in a position where you have to prove yourself in uh, disadvantaged circumstances in order to get promoted, they call that the glass cliff. It's no longer the glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. Now you're standing on the glass cliff. And if anything goes wrong, there goes your career. You fail. And the cliff continues to climb. You, you jump from this cliff to the next one. Any wrong step, it, it causes PTSD in people. They just quit and go work for Uber. Like It's, it's terrible. Um, at the same time, what I'm seeing in the NFL, what we're talking about right now is I don't... Fury, she said, What's, what is it about him? I would suspect. I have no proof. It's only a hunch based on my experience in corporate America, I would expect that word has gotten out that he is uncontrollable. Mm. You know what I mean about that? Oh, yeah. Uh, He knows himself. He is sure in his uh, abilities. He knows his worth, et cetera, et cetera. He's ambitious. Mm -hmm. And so he's he's an uppity Yeah. He's ambitious. He might want my job. (sighs) <laughs> all day every day because I agree with Furious and it's not just that the team itself is trash the organization is trash it's problematic in every area the name change the sexual harassment cases it's absurd and ridiculous so the possible sale of that franchise and the wrongful loans that was taken out <laughs> right so yeah, look at all the things that can go business. wrong <laughs> 
Yes. Yep. A, 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 thank you, Chief. A black man that knows his worth is dangerous. dangerous. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. absolutely. Very much so. Very much so. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch on um, before we go into other stuff is another NFL-related story, but this one's a this one's comedy, and I don't know if you all saw it, but the NFL Players Association gave out grades to the franchises. <laughs> Keanu already knows what I'm talking about. Jesus, they graded the franchises in a number of categories, giving them from A to F. It was stuff like fitness program. Um, Job perks, daycare, meals, whatever like that, workout, training facility, um, environment, and graded them from A to F. Uh, the top of the top of the like the top five included teams like Miami and Minnesota. Um, number thirty-two. I'm sorry. Were the cowboy weren't the Cowboys in the top or they were in the top ten? I don't think they were in the top okay. five. I can't remember okay. the order off the top of my head, but you can you can go to any Google like put in NFLPA grades, franchises, and you will see a list come up from a number of sources. No surprise, the bottom of the list was the Washington Commanders at 32. They got Fs across the board, except for, I think it was like the training facility. They got an yes, A plus that in that. The only thing. That was so James here's, the top, James, here's the top five real quick. Vikings, Dolphins, Raiders, Texans, Cowboys. Cowboys are five, okay. Top five of yeah. what? They 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 received they were the top five as far as being graded by the players association. Ba- basically, like the free agents were um, given were handing out report card grades. Yeah, the facilities and the services and, yes. and, and things of that nature. And those are the top five teams. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I found it funny. I think my um, my Philadelphia Eagles came in around fourteen as far as the rankings. Uh, yep. Mostly, but Kansas City was in the bottom, weren't they? Kansas City was in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Kansas City is number twenty nine. Yep, the team that just won a Super Bowl. <laughs> but they, but again, almost every team, I think almost every team got at least, at the very least, a B plus in like whatever the workout facility is. Like every team except one. I can't remember what the one was. Surprisingly, it wasn't Washington. Like I said, they got like an A plus in that category. But um did they give grades to felonies? <laughs> well then the Cowboys would be I mean, the Cowboys would win by a landslide and that I mean one. when you said Cowboys, that's what I asked. What was the grade for? <laughs> Let me be quiet. I live here. I have to leave my house eventually. <laughs> but, so, quick all shout all out. About- Welcome back, Candace. Good to see you. <laughs> Hey, I love your shirt. Thanks. I hate technology. It sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Hear you all's opinions about the players grading the franchises in these multitude of fields. Where were the Bills? Uh, Hold on. Let me go back and look at the list. Uh, The Bills are ninth. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'll take it. Nice. Represent your click. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I just thought that was a funny little thing about the players just grading their own facilities and environments. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, this is one of the things that came out as far as their poor grading. They actually don't provide daycare for the players, and they charge the players me um charge them for meals. The players have to pay for their own meals. Right. I love this really? look by all of you right now. Like, yes. Wait, 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 wait. So there are no, okay. 
I guess uh -huh. I'm not understanding. There are no rules in place through the league or through the facility. Like, how does this work? I don't, I got to pay so for my You know how, like, every team has, like, you go into the facility, you can pretty much do everything throughout the course of the day. If you need okay. to work out, you got your weight room. If you need treatment for rehab, you can do that there. They have trainers, um, physical therapists, whatever. Um, several of them have actual therapists on site. So if you need mental health, wellness, um, there's people on site to take care of that. Um, of course, they got the practice facility that you can, you know, run your plays in the video room so you can watch film and everything like that. And yes, there is a cafeteria. Every single facility has a cafeteria because why would you leave this plush acreage thing and go someplace else to get food when it can serve you right there? Almost every team literally provides food for the team and staff, except the Arizona Cardinals. They're making the players pay for the food. I don't know what the food is. Maybe the Arizona <laughs> players, they maybe they eat too much and they were like, no, we're not about to oh, do James, this. Have you I'm met an NFL player about their diet too much? So, James, so out of 32 teams, where do you think Arizona ranked? Uh, I believe Arizona was in the bottom five. 31st. Yeah. <laughs> who's the, who's, who's 32? Washington commanders, was 32nd. Commanders are 32. Commanders? Okay. Oh, yeah. I'd be mad too if, if you didn't feed me. I'd rank you low too. I want a good mess hall. Yeah. Let me take me to Cloudman. <laughs> and remember, these are NFL franchises. So they're not eating like, you know, cafeteria high school lunch. These are gourmet chefs yeah. cooking whatever the hell they want in there. If they want five star meals, they're going to get it. Somebody's and apparently in Arizona, you're going to pay for it. Arizona said it costs too much to have the yes. shipping out to call the, the call desert. Uber call that Uber Eats if you want. <laughs> like the 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 um, equity person to me is like, okay, that is seems unequal with what you can get and expect from other franchises. The non-millionaire me is like, you can buy a steak, boy. I mean, you got it, money. So. That I'm not going to create a GoFundMe for you to get fed <laughs> because you got it. But, but Joy, but Joy we're talking about million. But Joy, we're talking oh, about man. millionaires who are employed by billionaires. billionaires. Right. True. Joy, did you say GoFundMe though? Yes, she did. <laughs> she, really, she really did. I can't get a protein bowl. Right. I mean, my God. Kitty wise and kale. Something. I mean, for six seventy five, yeah, you can get your protein bowl. They said you got to bring your lunch. You got to brown bag it. Double chicken. Another one. You know what, though? I don't, I don't mess with Arizona. I don't go through there for no reason. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. Oh. Wait a minute. In Arizona, are they? do they celebrate MLK? No. They yes, they do okay. now. Because they do now. now. They do now. Remember, they stopped they and they lost the Super Bowl. But they still don't. No, they do. Because it's the only reason they're gonna, they're, they have Super Bowls out there now. Technicality. Do they recognize it That's or do I mean. they celebrate sorry, sorry, sorry. it? They, they, they recognize the it. You, is there a parade? No, there's but, no parade. But also remember, but also remember, they were one of the last, if not, they were either the last or next to last state to recognize that as a holiday. holiday. Mm -hmm. And okay. as the great public enemy said, by the time I get to Arizona. Yikes. We will not be taking a 310 to Yuma. 
<laughs> well, Joy, there goes our, our spa trip to Sedona. Yo. <laughs> There's so many other places. So <laughs> now I can't even root for Chris Paul anymore to get his first NBA title. A whole nother story. What happened with Chris Paul? Mm-hmm. What happened with Chris Paul? I said, now I can't root for Chris Paul to get his uh, first NBA title. Now that you guys told me that. I mean, well, Phoenix has got their own problems because, you know, they're forcing their owner to sell the team because of his crazy outbursts and racist statements that he made around trying to figure out why he couldn't say the N word. I'm sick of people asking that question. You can't say it because you can't. This is the only thing, only time in the history of this country you've been told you couldn't do something. Live with That us. is the problem. I can't say it because I can't. <laughs> You're telling me I can't. That's the problem. People don't like to be told what to do. They don't exactly. like you to tell them that they mm-hmm. cannot do something. Especially when you're a ankle, so. Mm-hmm. Now, they passed laws against Black people congregating in groups of two or more in the street, but he mad because we said you can't say the N-word. Mm. The math is not mathing. The math never maths in that situation. I have a degree in math, and, and trust me, it, it never maths. <laughs> Arizona is one big irrational number. <laughs> It's an imaginary number. That too. <laughs> That's Calc 4 for us. What was it? Mic drop. <laughs> so, uh, Kiana, you said you recently went to an XFL game. Yeah, I actually did. So, I was surprised, y'all. It was, it was, it was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt weird watching football in March. Um, I was, I was like. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, okay. Let me get back into. But I was really into the game. I was the one thing I was really surprised about was the fan engagement. Like they were just hardcore, really into it. It was weird because people had on Cowboys jerseys, other jerseys from other teams. You know, I guess they like, hey, football. I'm a represent regardless. But the fan engagement was really cool. There were some very hard hits. To the point when y'all remember, like when we were in school, and there'd be a fight. Oh, (laughs) yes. If he did, like I mean, these were like like weekend at Bernie's. Just I was like, wow, he got knocked, but you know what? Out, but you know, I don't know all the differences in the rules and everything. I was trying to keep up, but it was really entertaining, really fun. I would definitely go again. Joy, The Rock was not there. I was extremely disappointed. I, that was my question. I was about to ask that question too. Thank you. Because I just wanted to know. I wouldn't be here right now. I'd probably be locked up stalking. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Joy would have bailed me out. She I'm next to you. I'm some money on your books. I don't know about bailing you out though, but I got you. Now he was not there, but his tequila was everywhere. Well, of course, everywhere. There may have been a dispenser in the bathroom. I don't know. It was mana just (laughs) everywhere. But it's actually good. So you know, I would definitely go again. Good times, fun, entertaining. Like I said, the crowd was really riled up. I really also too just think it depends kind of on the city and, and just how much energy they're going to give it. I know in 2020, they were actually, the league was doing pretty well. And then of course, you know, COVID happened. Right. Um, so I think it's still picked up from that same vibe, but I don't know, is this the second or the, I mean like the third time that they've tried to bring this third back? Third time. 
Yeah. Third time. Third mm -hmm. time. Okay. One of the things I remember seeing, and this was, I think, in the, the second iteration of XFL, was that they changed or relaxed, whatever you want to call it, the rules around end zone celebrations. Yes. And the end zone celebrations from the XFL were like going viral on like YouTube back in the day. And so I would like to, that's one of the things personally I miss from my childhood about watching football is people getting stupid in the end zone. And I blame Jerry Jones for helping to campaign to end that because he got mad because the Cowboys lost and the Redskins back when that was the name of the game was um, cutting the food and they started a fight in the end zone in like the mid eighties. Right. Um, but I always, as a kid, not really grasping the finer intricacies of the game, mm -hmm. I understood when you score, you're going to party in the end zone. And I really like that. And I would like to see that come back. I know it won't, but I like that it may have found a home in the XFL. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you don't There's, want me to dance, stop me from scoring. scoring yeah. No. There are limitations okay. in the NFL with celebrations. It's like, because yeah. for a while, you couldn't do choreographed celebrations and mm -hmm. no one could define what choreographed was. But right. by definition it was any celebration that involved two or more players i'm like i mean really? let's be real you need rhythm to be choreographed and so we know who you're talking to i'm just unseasoned <laughs> <laughs> look, no paprika. look no. It, it doesn't stop those bland quarterbacks in the nfl from trying to do the gritty when they get in on the quarterback sneak oh my gosh that's the worst <laughs> i want that to end it's painful to watch I just want to know, though, Kiana, is were the fans as dedicated as WWE fans were? Like, you know how when you go see a when you go watch wrestling, they're ready to, like, fight you for the people that they love. Or were they just kind of like, eh? So I didn't I, you know. I remember going to a hockey game and being very disappointed that there was no fight. So, you know, I look for that kind of stuff. Join those people. Right. There were no fights going on, but there were people, faces painted, costumes on. That's what really got me. I mean, because that's like the hardcore kind of stuff you see yeah. in the NFL. Oh, Cheeseheads and everything, yeah. Yeah, oh. like hats, costumes, you know, everything. I'm like, y'all trying out for the team? I'm like, damn, you know? But... Yeah, so they, they were really serious about it. I haven't been to an XFL game yet, but mm -hmm. I would wager your average XFL fan is more hardcore than your average NFL fan. You think so? Yeah. I would probably guess so, yeah. You got to be pretty hardcore to go see off-season football. No, 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 no. It's just a part well, where the mean, games are not being people played. Still watch the, people still watch the, what is it, USFL? That starts in April, yes. Right, people still okay. watch that, Mac. That's off season. Okay, so explain to me, because I am the charlatan in the sports lineup <laughs> here. <laughs> I get NFL, mm -hmm. XFL, USFL. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? Basically, like, tryouts. Giving you giving you NFL twenty four seven, so you so you so you don't cry or you don't miss it so much. Is this comparable to like the the minor and the AAA leagues and stuff? No, 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 no. Because the minor leagues for the NFL is no for baseball. No, no, Joy, think of well, it. No, think of it more like the way soccer is set up. You know how there are just multiple soccer leagues, mm -hmm. but none of them are the minor leagues for the other soccer leagues. It's it's kind of the same thing, pretty much. Right. So it's like Delta Spirit and American Airlines. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. You will. Well. 
what's all that? So, and then also, so, okay, I live in Dallas, but the XFL team is called the Arlington Renegades. Yeah. So, people here are apparently very sensitive about territories and cities. I could give a damn as long as I go to work and get paid. They're like, this is not a Dallas team. This is Arlington. And I'm like, y'all fighting over territory like like West Side Story. What what the hell is going on? It's just not that serious. Yes, but it I is. I'm sorry, is. You, uh, hold up, time out. Kiana, you live in Texas. You know how serious football is. No, I get it. But it's also a thing of the Cowboys get all the attention is Dallas. Now we're here in the suburb in Arlington. We have our own little thing. Don't come and mess with it. And that's it's crazy hypocritical because I'm from Houston and Houston and Dallas have had a, a, a generations long rivalry about who's the bigger city. Cause Houston's like, we stand alone and we cover all this area. And Dallas is like DFW is like, that's two cities, yo. How you claiming Fort Worth uh, and talking about we're a bigger city. You're not. And so when they want to be big and important, mm-hmm. it's all the incorporated area going all the way out right. to Amarillo. But then when it comes to football, Oh, that's not Dallas. Okay, so when you do your next century, Arlington should get their own stuff then. You know, so funny because I, I can't participate in Dallas. As, as somebody who's actually from Atlanta, and then you get people from Lithonia and Canton claiming my that's city. Not Atlanta. No. <laughs> no, that's not Atlanta. Well, no. Yeah, so I feel I like the the people from Baton Rouge and Slidell. Hey man, I got people that slide down. Sir, <laughs> stay across that lake. Slidell is like for the Atlanta folks. Slidell is like the Delonica of of New Orleans. Wow, <laughs> not Delonica. Yeah, it's coming. Even I know this <laughs> Does anybody else have any other sports stories they wanted to cover tonight? Uh, one I'd like to bring up, and we don't have to to spend too much time on it. But Kareem selling a lot of his memorabilia mm. and donating it to charities specifically for kids to me just kind of made me get a little emotional because I've always been a big Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fan. And yeah. dude said, you know what? I got plenty of stuff. I'll be OK. Let me sell my memorabilia, donate all the proceeds to some children's charities and let them do something worthwhile mm-hmm. with that money. Let me ask a question. Does he have any kids? I think so. I don't I, know. I, you know. I'm honestly not sure. Not He's sure. never been real big on um, displaying Sharing his personal family. life. Mm-hmm. I, um, I I was asking because I didn't know of any. So before I said this, I, was, I, I wanted to be sure. But seeming as if he doesn't have any kids, I think this is an excellent way to... Um, ensure a piece of your legacy versus, you know, you pass on all of your estate is... And if nobody inherits, it kind of goes to the state, I believe, like, you know, and they don't need that money. F them. And so I like from a from a heart standpoint, I like that he chose to do this. And then he said, you know, there's still people. Unfortunately, this is going to sound real harsh. There's still people alive who remember him and recognize him and would want that memorabilia. Um, and so it's, pars- you know, auctioned off, et cetera, et cetera. And all that money is going to a good cause to help a future generation of kids do better in life, et cetera. Um, oh, he's wait, Ben said he's got at least three kids. Okay, no, he's so he's got five. He's got five? He's got five, five kids. Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm going to hold that thought right here. So we got the five kids over here. So what I was about to say before I learned this 
was that it's a great way to dispose of a lot of things that might otherwise just end up uh, discarded in the trash or whatever, right. um, or auctioned off to people who are just going to hoard it and the money goes to a Sotheby's or whatever. Um, I think this is great. Now, knowing that he got five kids, man, F them kids. Like, what, what happened that he was like, you know what, I'm going to sell all my shit. Considering he's like, y'all don't know how to act. 80, what, what, Kareem is like 80, he has to be say, 75 years old. Yeah. Okay. So, the youngest probably is probably 30-ish, maybe. Okay. The youngest, I, I, I'm just saying, yeah. might be 30-something. Yeah. Might be 30, depending on the frame in which they had, you know, he had them children's. So. Mm-hmm. Not I mean, them children's. I mean, they're basically full-grown middle-aged adults, mostly. Exactly. So he didn't exactly. want to see I mean, think about the the famous kids or the legacy kids that we know. The King family children is a mess. Oh, Lord. Um, James Brown family acting a whole ass around him. Um, all these celebrities that die and don't have a will or an estate or trust or whatever, mm-hmm. and then it gets real ugly. How long did how long did um how long was James Brown in the refrigerator? Like he didn't get buried for like three, four months. Yeah, exactly. Or something. A minute. Yeah, it That's was a sad. minute. That was it really was very sad. sad. And so I think this is also another way for him to ensure. His uh, reputation, his mm-hmm. uh, the gravitas of who he has been to the sports world, etc., doesn't get overshadowed by his kids acting ass after he passes away. Too. So, real quick rundown on his kids: we've got fifty, uh, forty-six, forty-four. Uh, come on, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Thirty-one, and ah, kid number four—they do not list the age. But again, from it better not be no baby. It better not be no 12 year olds. On <laughs> no, no. I'm, the youngest, I'm, a, I'm a log off. The youngest is 31. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't do that with 12. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh my God. Mm-mm. Yeah, they good. Oh, mm-hmm. good. Mac, I love that you brought that up though, because that's such a good, that's like mm-hmm. a feel good story. I yeah, really, yeah. I really like to see that because you know, like he's made his money. Right. And I mean, at the end of the day with the memorabilia, I mean, all he has to do is take a picture with it. Yeah. And it's his and he could put it in a photo album or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that is his legacy to his kids and his grandkids and his great grandkids where they can see, okay, Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, this was the ball and this was the whatever and this was whatever. But the other things, they actually help people who, you know, are in need. And I'm all about that. So I really like that story. I had. I I hope that inspires other people. Yeah. To to do the same or something something very similar. Looking right. at you, Michael Jordan. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Well, speaking of Michael Jordan, um, you know, uh, hmm, he not going to. If anybody was effing kids, it's Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, a whole other show, Joy. Hold on. Well, well, hold on, hold on. I mean, I hate to get salacious for like two minutes, but Jordan's son is dating Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. Yep. She's 48 and he's 31. 32? They were both on the uh Tamron Hall show, or no, the what she was on the Tamron Hall show either last week or the week before talking about it. 48 and 31, yes, 32, ma'am. I think. So, seven, 16, 17 years difference. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, when he was when she was 32, he was 16. 16, yeah. It's just Stop it, Joy. I do the same thing when I think about uh, ages. 
Let's not let's not do that. Let's like, not. oh, when she was 20, he was an embryo. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there kissing somebody belly. You're gonna be fine when you come out. <laughs> so I'm curious. I watched some of that as well. I think one of Larsa, I believe that's her name. Mm-hmm. Her her whole thing is we, me and Scotty, when we were married, we didn't really interact with Michael Jordan and his family all that much. So it's not like, oh, they all grew up together and blah blah. I mean, girl, do your thing, but good grief. Like, um, <laughs> Can you get a limit? Like, where is Chris Hansen with Dateline? <laughs> it's just given to catch a predator vibes. I understand <laughs> they're old enough, but when you see the two of them together, you just be like, uh, uh okay, I'm done. You know, people might argue, you know, that it's a double standard because we're talking about the age difference, but I'll be talking about the same age gap yeah, when I see, you know, grandparents dating a great grandchildren age, you know, like, uh, what do you have to talk about? He don't that even part. remember none of the TV shows that was out when you were watching, you know, he has no frame of reference, you know, he he can't use He's a landline. He talks about his dad all day long, probably. Stop it. Oh, God. They might have plenty to talk about. You never know. They might That's not. too much cooler life. What did you say, they so might not be life. doing a whole lot of talking. Oh God! It's called community service. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Mm-mm. See, <sighs> so right, I see. So I just want you to know, I see James, Kiana, and Mac, and I feel like Kiana needs to just—we need to put you in the corner. You can't be up there with those two because they no. cut up too, and so it's like the cut up crew up top, and then me. And Joy on the bottom. You think Joy's not part of the cut up crew? Joy is not a part. First of all, Wait a minute. Joy, that bad influence on everybody here. Can they say, are you trying to sit there and say you don't cut up? And that's a lie, because I've seen you cut up on other episodes that don't come on here. Can they say, how long have I known you? We have how long four have minutes, and we don't have time to talk about these things that you are talking about, these, oh, these allegations. Can they say, how long have I known you? 25 years. Okay, then. Mm, yeah. Don't, don't sit right, there and act innocent. And it has been 25 years, just to let you know. It'll be 25 years in June that you set up my computer at Georgia Tech. <laughs> Put me on. Okay, anyway. <laughs> All right, so one last thing I want to cover. This will probably take our last four minutes. Um, Howard University swim team. We saw them grace the cover of Sports Illustrated. Won their conference championship. Awesome. Yes. Now, mind you, they are the only HBCU with the swim team, so they had to join a conference with some of the PWIs mm-hmm. in their area. But yes, they won their conference championship. Black people can swim. Black people <laughs> been swimming. Swim, damn it, we've been swimming from when from when they threw us into the pool, or when they Girl. when our parents told us we had to go to the Y and be sharks, and just mm-hmm. pushed you in and said. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> they don't push you in at the Y. They teach you. You just get to I learned how to swim like at, at the creek. You mm-hmm. know. Okay, I learned how to swim at the Y. I'm sorry. I guess I'm one of those. No, no, no. I, I learned how to swim at the Y. Okay. Mm-hmm. I went to the Y too, middle school. And I oh, love that we've gone from the whole racist history of how uh, white people used to try to keep black folks out of the pool. You know. Uh, 
don't, you know, um, Josephine Baker put her foot in the pool and they had to drain the whole thing and scrub it, pouring acid on black folks trying to be in the pool. And let's be clear, the reason you call it a bathing suit is because the reason they created public pools in the United States was to encourage the populace, mainly white, to bathe. We still having struggles with that. They never got to the legs, apparently. And so that's why it's called a bathing suit. Because you didn't want to be naked, but you also needed to wash, at least get wet, something. Um, And so the idea, because you know, they still, even though they didn't bathe, they still think we dirty. And so not letting us in the pool. It was only, I say, from the late 1800s, once we got free and could do stuff, until the 1960s, where it developed this idea of we're going to keep you out of the public places. So if you didn't live on a coastline, you didn't even get to seawater. And now that we can actually swim and people are starting to get away from the the misinformed stereotype that black people can't can't swim, don't like water, et cetera, et cetera, into yes, we can. And now we're coming for them titles. The same way we came for ice skating, the same way we came for gymnastics, the same way we came for, got put out, and are now coming back into hockey. And we've been on football and NBA. So good luck. That's what you get for breeding people like that. (laughs) (laughs) The funny thing you mentioned about gymnastics, because you know we talked about Fisk having a gymnastics squad. Mm Ever since I liked Fix Fisk Gymnastics Squad's Facebook page, every other PWI with the gymnastics team has popped up in my feed featuring the one or two black members of their squad from Michigan mm-hmm. to Auburn to Texas mm-hmm. to um, Arizona. Georgia. Like, I didn't ask for all this. I was following Fisk. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. And now you flood my timeline with the one or two black women on your squad. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk about that, that next time. Yeah. And I know this is a sports. And I know we got 30 seconds left. But speaking of black faces and white places, a book by Randall Pinkett. But speaking of black faces and white spaces, Hogwarts Legacy, the video game, allows you to create an actual black character that looks just I like you. About that. If you haven't Googled uh, HBCU Hogwarts or Ham You, you you're not living right. Go look. Hilarious. Oh, I've seen it. Hilarious. I have seen the Insta post. Right, and shout out to uh, Instagram. It's Mel Mitch because um, she started all that with the Black Hogwarts teacher, right. and it turned into a whole thing. And I'm loving it. And then just to have Hogwarts Legacy drop at the same time, it's great. It's great. I love it. We'll talk about that on the next uh, nerd. Yeah. Just don't. Buy and happy game. International Women's Month, ladies. Yay! Happy <laughs> International. Thank y'all for allowing me to join your sports party. We need you. Come on. We enjoy having you, Kiana. We hope to have you back for many more of these shows. Absolutely, 100%. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us this evening. Um, For Joy, Candace, Kiana, and Furious, I am James, and we will see you all next month. Bye, y'all. Good night. This is the part where you wait for your producer to recognize that you have ended the show. (laughs) 
So many stories left to tell Even if we have to ourselves Can't keep history on the shelf If they won't tell it, we will If this the land of the free, it was a freedom then When they annexed Hawaii and called it see the lands Without any type of payment and no signing off Called themselves the Republic in 1894 1.2 million acres overtaken from the native Hawaiians When they resisted, the West retaliated in violence and erasure The Hawaiian language is banned As part of colonialism's plan to expand, yeah Stuck between a rock and a hard place Multiple bombings of Koholave As a part of their ongoing war with Asia Used it as a place for target practice No consent or compensation Colonizers call for annexation No work out for all the locals School will never let you know So many stories left to tell Even if we have to ourselves Can't keep history on the shelf If we won't tell it, we will Too many stories left to tell Even if we have to ourselves Can't keep history on the shelf If we won't tell it, we will We will So if we put Hawaii in a perspective Well, black and Asian history is interconnected Considering the fight with the Pacific and of course, versus Asia, they was treated as a middleman for war But didn't let the western colorism run its course Cause dark skin was a sign of dignity to core The land was taken in the name of capitalism When prior to it was an actual kingdom Clap back at the system Stuck between a rock and a hard place Multiple bombings of Koholave As a part of their ongoing war with Asia Used it as a place for target practice No consent or compensation Colonizers call for annexation no work out for all the locals, school will never let you know So many stories left to tell, even if we have to ourselves Can't keep it